Welcome to another episode of the Cat Breeding for Beginners podcast. I'm Pamela and I breed British Shorthairs in Perth, Western Australia. I have a real passion for cat breeding and exhibiting and I want to share my knowledge and experience with you. I'm on a mission to help new cat breeders go from feeling intimidated, confused and having trouble getting started to confidently breeding happy and healthy cats whilst enjoying this amazing hobby. Before we get started, make sure you visit my website and download your copy of my helpful guide, Advice to New Breeders, where experienced breeders share some great tips they wish someone told them when they started breeding. You can find the link on my homepage at www.catbreedingforbeginners.com. Just look for the picture of Angelica with her kittens. Well, I'm often talking about stud cats and today is going to be no different. Um, stud cats. I have a range of ages of stud cats. I have more stud cats than most people normally have because of the colours that I breed and I tend to keep, um, need to keep a few more because I don't really have the option to um, share with other breeders because they don't have what I need to get. And so I have quite a few stud cats and I have a range of ages and I have my old stud cats and old stud cats are amazing because you find out, um, you know, if a cat makes it to an older age, then that's a really good sign that that cat's got some healthy genes. But I also have younger stud cats as well. And I want to talk to you now about what I call a one hit wonder, <laughs> or um, I also refer to them sometimes as a stepping stone stud. So a one-hit wonder or a stepping stone stud, what is that? You're probably thinking, what the hell is that? I've never heard those terms before. Well, the reason you've never heard those terms before is because I made them up. Um, and I made them up for a situation that I do often. Now, I'll have boys that are born in a season. And um, I might have talked about this before when I'm choosing which kittens to keep in a litter. Sometimes I have no choice. I would prefer to keep females because obviously females are easier to keep and they have a different lifestyle to our boys. But sometimes I have no choice because all I have in the litter is a male or all I, all I have in the litter with the trait that I want to keep is a male. So I have to keep a few more boys than I would probably like to. And I have, if I look out of my window now, I have three boys living together out there that were all born in the same year and they're all about a year and a bit old now and um, they're living together happily. But I would have preferred to keep their sisters except they didn't have any. Um, and I needed to keep those cats to move forward because I wanted to desex their parents as well. So those boys, if I look at them, are they long-term stud cats for me? No, they're not. They're not cats that I'm going to keep until they're 10. You know, um, I'm actually waiting to get a second litter off them. Some of them, uh, two of them have had litters and one of them hasn't. So I need to get a litter off them. I need to get something that I'm going to keep. I need to make sure that something I'm going to keep is going to be able to be bred from. And then I will desex them. So what I, when, when I say they're stepping stone boys, they're boys that I'm keeping as a stepping stone to getting the girl that I want to keep. I couldn't keep the couldn't get a girl in their litter, so I'm going to get a girl from one of their litters and keep her instead. So they're stepping stones to get me from A to B, and a lot of the time it's because of the colour, um, or it's because of uh, sometimes it can be. I'm a sentimental breeder, and I'll put my hand up for that. I will sometimes keep a line of cats just to keep a line of cats, even if that line of cats isn't as good as my other lines of cats. I'll just do it because. This is um, the last in the line from this particular cat, you know. I'll do that. And that's probably not a good way to choose who to, who to breed from. 
But uh, then I'll have to keep, you know, like I'll keep a stepping stone cat to do that. And um, a boy that's a stepping stone boy or, or a one-hit wonder, if he's a one-hit wonder, and I can think of the cat that is that was a really good one-hit wonder was Willoughby. And Willoughby um, lived in the house until he was just getting towards the age where he needed to go out. Um, and he was kept very much as a pet boy. And then he went out into my barn. And when I say my barn, my barn is my cattery. I must remind you of that. I often refer to my barn because that's what Damien and I call it. We call it the barn. It's actually my cattery and it's shaped like a barn, but it is a modern structure. It's not some you know, wooden rickety building that's falling down. Um, it is actually, and it's not a farm It's not a farm building. It's actually a purpose-built cattery. It's just barn-shaped. So Willoughby went out to the barn and he went into a pen in the barn and he had other cats with him to keep him company and he was a very social boy and he was quite young when he did his first mating. So as from the moment that I thought there was a possibility that he could work and he was past 10 months old um he went in with girls and he did he he got um he we got two litters from him and I think it was either one or two litters from him and when I knew the kitten once the kittens were born Willoughby was desexed and Willoughby went off to a pet home so Willoughby never actually I don't even feel like Willoughby became a stud cat I feel like Willoughby was a pet cat that had a litter and then went to a new home he he never had the stud life um, and it was a very conscious decision on my part to do that because I didn't need to keep Willoughby. Willoughby was the only one in the litter um, that I think he was either a litter of one or he might have been the only one that carried the cinnamon gene. There was a reason that I could only use Willoughby. I couldn't use anybody else. And um, Willoughby, to look at, was not stud cat material. He wasn't the best um, type. He wasn't the best. Um, he was long in the legs and he was long in the tail and pointy in the face. Um, he wasn't ever going to be a show cat. And I wouldn't have chosen him as the pick of the litter for a new stud cat. But I needed to keep him because he needed to pass his genes on for me. And he had a fantastic temperament, fantastic pet temperament. So I didn't want to ruin him by putting him out and making him a stud cat. And I didn't want him to be unhappy either because I don't think he would have liked it. But he just had to do that little job for me, that little task for me to pass his DNA on to his kittens and then he could go. So he was absolutely a one-hit wonder. Um, he had one season and he was done. And what you do with these cats as well is you put them in front of your existing stud cats. You will say, well, this season he's having um, the girls. If I've only got a couple of girls, if you've got, say, four girls um, and they're not related, or you might say, well, well one of them would be his mum. You might say, well, he can go to the other three girls and then next year my other boys, I'll use my other boys. So this year we're just making an investment in this cat and then we're going forward from there. And then that cat gets desexed and, and goes off and has a great life. And you have those genes captured in your breeding line. So that's what I call a one-hit wonder or um, a stepping stone cat. You might also have that particular cat. You might also have... I've also had, you know, friends who um, I've, I've helped out in that way as well. Um, I've got the young boys that I have now. One of them has had a litter for somebody else as well. And that's great because he's only going to have one or two seasons um, and then he'll be desexed. So it's like get him while you can and let's capture that DNA 
And then that DNA is also there in their cats if I need to go back to it. So by desexing him early, um, I don't know necessarily how those kittens are going to turn out when they're older, but I've captured that DNA and maybe my friend has that DNA as well. So if those kittens turned out to be absolutely stunning and I regretted desexing that particular boy, I still have his DNA captured there in a couple of um, different places for me to put it back together and put it back into my recipe. Because if you've heard me talk in podcasts before, I always talk about a recipe. I don't really, I don't really subscribe. I, I know I use the terms, but I don't really subscribe to the idea that I have breeding lines. I don't have breeding lines. I have other people's work that I've taken. I see other people's work as the ingredients. I've taken that, I've put it into my recipe, mixed it all together and made kitten cakes. And so my kitten cakes, um, <laughs> they're a result of my efforts, but they're not a result of my ingredients because the ingredients come from other breeders. So yeah, I don't, that's my, that's my, I should do a podcast just on that, I think. So that's my, um, I'm really, really coming up with the weird, strange Pamela sayings today. We've got stepping stone studs, one hit wonders. We've got um, a breeding, your breeding is a recipe and you make kitten cakes. So there you go. That's all of, that's a whole heap of them all in one podcast. But if you do, if you do um, have that situation where you just need to keep that boy um, because he's the only thing available to you, even though you don't need another boy, you can do it that way. You can have them as a stepping stone cat where they just um, do a one-hit wonder season. You get what you need, then they go off to live their life and you move on and you just have your other boys that you're keeping maybe longer term. So that's some ideas for you there. I hope that's helpful. Um, I love talking about stud cats. It's a subject that's really um, dear to my heart because I've got a lot of them. I've had a lot of them. I've loved every single one of them. And they're very precious to me. And I think that they need a little bit of extra effort than maybe our breeding girls because they do have to lead a more difficult life. And if in talking to you on podcasts like this that there's stud cats out there that maybe are going to have a better life because of something that you might pick up um, listening to me, I just think that's amazing. I think that's amazing. So if you have made any changes um, based on some, some of the things that I've made you think about, I would love to hear about that in the comments. So yeah, any questions you have about stud cats, pop them in the comments too. Okay, guys, hope that was helpful for you. Thanks for listening. Make sure you visit www.catbreedingforbeginners.com where you can find articles, guides, courses and more. Plus, make sure you check out my amazing new cat breeders club. It's a supportive space where new cat breeders can learn, share and help each other. I only take new members a few times a year, so sign up to make sure you don't miss out.